I mean, there's no, there's nothing that can be done if there's a denial in our life, that, and we continue to say He is first. When He isn't, we'll make no changes in our life. We'll stay just like we've always been. And I think this is what bothers God, is that we hear the Word of God, we are challenged by the Word of God, we know that we are not as we ought to be, and yet we continue to live the same type of life and continue to walk in the same way. Now we do have, and as we said, we we don't want, and God help us that we are not too demanding, but we don't want five or ten minute prayers. And I've had people to say, well, I can't pray any longer than that. And I have taken an outline that is used the way it ought to be. If you don't have one there in the back, that gives you the ability to pray one hour. And actually, that's really not enough time if you do it right. And so we're not maybe expecting you to just come in and pray an hour or so right off. But we are expecting you to use this guideline. And we are expecting some results from your prayers and time spent at the altar. You'll find out that you can do a lot of things. And if you'll notice that, uh, we never ask God for anything in this until we get down to number six. There's 12 ways that we, we worship God and pray to God. And number six, we go through a lot of them. Number six, before we ever ask anything for ourselves. On number six. You have praise to begin with. Waiting on God, just letting God love you. Confession, let God search you. And the Word, you read God's Word. That's a matter of prayer. You're reading it. Getting something out of it. Then you intercede for the need of others. Then you petition for your own needs. And then you pray God's Word. Turn to the psalmist David and pray one of his prayers. It's, it's exciting. I know I, I do it often. And it's just as if I am praying instead of David. And some of those things, actually, that David was fighting against, in a sense, we are too. Then there's just thanksgiving to God. You just recognize Him as who He is and what He is. Singing sometimes is a great thing. You sing a new song. Have the Holy Ghost sing in the Spirit. Then meditation. You ponder spiritual things. And then you listen to that still, small voice. And at the end, there's praise the way that it started. And if you will do those things, I'll guarantee you that it'll take you more than 10 minutes and do it right. We're going to deal with some subject or subject matter that you have heard part of it time and time again. But don't turn it in off. Because Jude says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this. In other words, reminding over and over and over again of some of the things that God desires out of us. Evidently, these are some things that we haven't done. Because God will not continue to challenge us with things we have done. So evidently, with the spirit heavy, only as I was searching for something to say that would kick off this uh, month of prayer, uh, God would not let me get away from some of these things. And some of them you haven't heard, others you have. But first of all, I want to turn to the third chapter of St. John, and we'll be dealing out of Ephesians. This is not news, but I want to kick it off with the necessity of being born. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, 
Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Right. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, You must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh or whither it goeth. So it is every one that is born of the Spirit of God. Then Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, supposed to be a man that knew, a religious, righteous man, simply said, How can these things be? And remember, God said, I'll do a word in your day. <laughs> Hallelujah. That you, I'm paraphrasing it, that you simply won't understand, mm -hmm. but I'm going to do it anyway. Yes. And God did. That day of Pentecost, he still is. Turn with me to the fifth chapter of Ephesians. We're going to deal again with some old fashioned things. Stay with me now, mm -hmm. because what we say to you is going to be important as to how we handle the month of prayer meetings and what we receive. How many want revival? Amen. How many of us want it bad enough to change? Amen. Bad enough to really look deeper in our spirit and ask God. What direction must I go now? What do you want out of me, Lord? I'm not satisfied with just a religious experience. You want something that would motivate your spirit in your life. 21st verse of the 5th chapter. Let's go up to the 19th. Speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart in the Lord, to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Wives, submit yourself to your own husbands as unto the Lord. While the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church, he is savior of his body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives. Even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own place, but nourished it, cherisheth it, even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, shall be joined to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, that every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Many times I want to title this, The Will to Live. The will to live. We want to get to some things that many of you have already heard. Some have not. But we want to refresh your memory of that. Many times the church in Christ are referred to as the husband and the wife. And Paul says in verse 32 that we just read, This is a great mystery. 
but I speak concerning Christ and the church. And now you have to ask yourself, what is the mystery? 